Welcome everybody uh, to another episode of RM Sotheby's Car Show. My name is Peter Haynes and here I am in a, it's not a bunker, but it's a very, very big space. Underground in Paris, we're very near the Louvre and we are subterranean and this is where we are having our uh, Paris sale, uh, which is happening in a, in a couple of days time. It's previewed tomorrow auction the day after and we just thought in this episode it would be really good to give you a bit of an insight as to how an auction house like RM Sotheby's puts on a sale because it's quite a big operation and the podcast crew spent a bit of time with our events manager Emily Baker uh, where she uh, explained how we create a sale from nothing from a big open space so uh, sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Les Salles du Carousel, where we are holding our 2023 auction. We are located next to the amazing Louvre Museum, and I'm very excited and happy to show you around. So my job at RM Sotheby's is officially events manager, and I look after a bare space and turn it into a finished auction. So obviously we have a final list of consigned cars and we will work with the lineup team, the specialist team to make sure all those cars get here safely and end up when the lineup team hands to into the rooms. Usually it's quite straightforward. This venue is a bit more tricky where we have a car lift. So it's one car at a time, which can take quite a few hours. So on this venue, we have 48 hours to complete that job which works very well when you have a team that works very well together. It takes around or more than 50 people to put an event like this together. All the different teams are needed. We all have, even if you don't see them all, we all will have an impact on organising this auction. The team here at RM Sotheby's is like a big family. We are all very close. We've all worked together for more than 10 years and I consider our team a bit like a game of Lego. You have different colours and we get to put all those colours together and create something amazing. It is a big job because we have to work with the venue. It has its own deliveries. It's not always a private space like here. Uh, so we make sure we have a good schedule. We have our dedicated team, uh, the client services that will look after the delivery schedule and the lineup team who will look after the cars once we're on site. When the cars arrive, uh, the lineup team will obviously make it ready to go into the room. Uh, there are other teams involved, like the research team who will check in the car, check all the parts. These kind of details we have to check when all the cars come in for an auction. Some of the perks of the cars coming off the lorries are that you get to try and drive some of the cars, which is very exciting, especially trying cars that you haven't tried before. So that is a major perk. So the design side of making an auction happen is obviously everyone getting involved in the designs team, but also we try and use the venue or the area we are in as a bit of a theme. Each venue is so different and unique, and we like to use it to create something amazing. So that was all earlier today and uh, in fact also some of yesterday. So it's quite a long process uh, getting this auction set up. Um, I've, it's quite, it's getting on a bit in the afternoon. I've got a drink, 
they've got a drink as well and I've got Emily here sitting on the sofa next to me and we're gonna have a bit of a chat and we've also got car specialist Felix Archer. So Emily, new venue, completely new venue. We've never been here. There's a car rolling behind you. It's a Fassel Vega. See, I know my cars, Felix. You're not the only it's car gray. specialist here. It's a grey <laughs> Fassel Vega. They're pushing it out of the room. It's a big job putting on a new auction, right? Go back to the same venue each year. It's slick, it's like clockwork. This is different. Let's just talk a little bit about what's involved. Now, what's your relationship with the car specialists and why is your relationship with the car specialists important when organising and putting on one of these sales? So it's important for us to work with a specialist on this kind of setup because they bring in the cars. I don't obviously know everything about every car, but even to get them into the venue, it's important to know the type of car. For example, here we can't start the cars, so there might be issues with brakes. It's good to know the history of the car, all these kind of little things that you so would whether, get. So whether it starts, yeah. whether it stops. Brakes. Um, and the, there's a, we can't get any of the cars down here without an elevator, can we? Exactly. And, and so that's got a challenge. A car lift, one yeah. at a time. Mm. So it does take time and having that input and all the information, that might bring in information that could help us get the lineup team um, all in order to get them inside this venue properly. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is, is that Felix and I have been talking quite a lot over the last few days about announcing a new collection of cars that are not going to be sold here, they're going to be sold somewhere else later in the year. But we've been planning a display for those cars. We only got a contract on said collection about 24 hours ago. So even that's quite interesting because we kind of think, right, we're going to have a little display here to promote these, this collection that's coming up for sale. Maybe we will, maybe we won't, but you know, you've got to get the cars here, you've got to get all the branding here. And of course, because it was Felix, very last minute, getting the contract in. <laughs> but again, <laughs> that side as well, it's good to be in touch with a specialist because they do all the contracts. And so to be part of that process as well keeps, especially on this one, it was two weeks ago mm. that we knew one wanted some cars here. So in order to make that happen, it's following the contract, keeping contact with Felix to make sure that we can bring in the cars last minute, get some branding done, things like that. And that's important to be all in touch with each other and keep communication going. So here's a question for you, Felix. You've consigned cars, they're coming to the Paris sale. Do you feel, uh, like you or your clients need to get those cars in a particularly prominent position? I mean, there's always an issue, isn't there? It's like there's always going to be a dark corner somewhere where a car is going to have to go and no specialist is really going to want their consignment to go in the dark corner at the back of the room. So but I think the same argument applies to whether your car is first or last in the actual auction itself. Yeah. But actually, in reality, I don't really think it makes much of a difference because if the car is um, as described and priced, it, it, the whole thing, this whole thing is about pricing. Um, and if it's an amazing concourse quality uh, or it's a barn find, as long as it's reflected in the estimate, then people will come. 
Um, so actually, it doesn't really matter. Of course, it's great to be able to display a car in an ideal position. In it's just another car. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Another car rolling past. Another Can you tell me rolling. what that is? You're the car specialist. Silver. Um, it's silver. Um, <laughs> and um, it's got four wheels. Yeah. Obviously, there is there is an ideal part of the auction in terms of you know, the room being busy and the atmosphere and okay, sometimes things can happen which is based on the energy in the room um, and that's great but there's always going to be that dark corner as you say, there's always going to and the first lot, the yeah, last there's always lot. going to be and um, Emily makes the whole venue look amazing and therefore that dark corner is still um, a really pretty, beautiful place, and you want to make sure that the footfall goes all around, not just in the foyer, mm. um, and that's really important, and that's, again, why um, so much of what Emily does is massively important to the auction. The Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's praise, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's nice. Mm. Um, it's like, you know, when you, walk, when you go to Waitrose, doesn't have to be Waitrose, <laughs> Could be Sainsbury's, Felix. Mm, it could be. Could be. Could be little. Yeah. Oh, we're definitely weight shows. I'm not inclined towards any particular uh, supermarket, but you know, uh, everything's got its space, its place, hasn't it? You know, you know, they everything is there for a reason. You just think people throw things on shelves, and and uh, you know, it it's just happens. Done. But actually, you know, there's a lot of science behind it. But you talked about the. F the flow you know d i mean when you're setting up the room you have to think about how people are going to be moving around the room don't you and particularly on sale day there's going to be a lot of people i mean this is quite a big venue so it's not so much of a problem here but quite a lot of the time we're working in much smaller spaces aren't we so you've got to think you've really got to think about where everything's going you've got to allow the you've got to, the cars need to breathe so because people have got to move around right. them and be able to get in and out of them and open the bonnet and all of that stuff but but still there's a you don't just, the cars don't just get scattered randomly, do they? There's a lot of thought that goes no, into No, there that. is thought, and you're right. You need to work with the space, but also allow space for the cars to work in this environment. Uh, and this is a luxury here, it's so big. We can spread the cars around quite a bit for them to have their own little moment each. It's like they have their own little show each in this room, for example. Um, but smaller venues like London, London is tiny, but we made it work. I think it's finding the balance between having a good auction space, so all the seating area, the screen, we're quite good at doing big LED screen, and then also finding a nice space for the cars to be represented properly. Yeah, and this is what our... Mm, our third venue in Paris, isn't it? Yes. We were in yeah. we were in one location for a long time. Quite a few years. And then had to, had to move from there. And we had an emergency sort of COVID measure last year, and now we found this this location. How long did it take you to identify this as a potential place for us to hold the sale? I mean, what what's your start? You're thinking, okay, I've got I need somewhere where I can get a hundred cars in the middle of a, a major city. So how do you even start looking as to where you might find that space? So we started looking for a new venue from uh, last February after our auction in Paris last year. It takes some time. We looked at quite a few, but we knew this space was kind of it. I think walking around here, you get that feeling um, and you tend to know when you find a venue, you know that it will work for us. We as RM Sotheby's tend to like venues that have a life, a history, 
And that's really important. I think it's, it's nice to have cars in this environment. When you look around us, where it's beautiful. We're yep. in the Louvre. Yep. Who can say that? So, yeah, it does. I've got a question work. for you, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you can answer it. Outside, like when you're walking in, they look, it looks like an old ancient wall. It is. Is that an old ancient it's wall? It's the parts of, I knew you were going to ask this, it's the walls from the castle that used to be here. Uh, I think it's Louis XIV or Louis XVI that used to live in the castle here. And those are the foundations of it. See, I was looking at it and I was thinking, you know, that, you know that sort of fake stone cladding you can put yeah. on a house? <laughs> I was wondering if it was that. <laughs> Or whether it was ancient stone. Well, people have a, a carbon fibre wrap on their car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, I'm relieved to hear. It is. Because I was looking yeah. at it and I thought, yeah, you know, the You can inner... even see the wood at the bottom. Like, it's, it's yeah. really it's it's, impressive. That's very cool. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see that Bugatti in front of that wall and you think, in, when would that ever happen? And we, we've made it happen. Only at R.M. Sotheby's, on right? Only at R.M. Sotheby's. Yeah. I've got a question for you now. Mm -hmm. Quick fire. Favourite auction venue that we've done an auction in Europe? Tricky, tricky question. There's two really. I think Place Vauban Paris, the year we had snow, was probably my favourite. Mm. The tent nearly collapsed. I know, but mm. it was still amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Villa Urba. Yeah. Going to work on a boat every morning is Lake pretty Homo. amazing. Yeah. 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 What about you, Felix? Probably Lake Como. Mm. It's so beautiful. If I was a Hollywood millionaire a little bit like George Clooney, for example, who has or did have a villa at, uh, at Lake Home. That is definitely where yeah. I would have a villa. It is amazing. It's That's amazing. one of my favourite places in the world. It's beautiful. And that, that is special. That is special. And um, we'll be there in May. And we will be there in May. No, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, I think, I think probably just for the, the scenic uh, sort of aspect of Lake Como, uh, that, that's definitely got to be the winner, I think. But they've all got, the thing is with the auctions, they've all got something quite unique and special. I mean, you can't go to Monaco and sort of not like Monaco, can you? Because exactly. it's just so mad. This uh, is Monaco and there's was the amazing. racing going on yeah. and you can hear the racing. Love that. Um, we had our auction on the Circuit Paul Ricard last year, two years yeah. ago. That was pretty cool as well. That was cool. And that was good for the benefit of our listeners. That was the first time we'd ever done an auction on a race circuit. True. And the particularly, so literally, you know, on pretty much on the tarmac of, of the Paul Ricard circuit. And the, the really special thing about that was not all of the cars, but some of the cars we were able to run them. Mm -hmm. So anyone considering buying it, they could see the car working, they could hear it. And that was great. And of course... It's probably going to be the subject of another podcast later in the year, but we're going to Le Mans in yeah. June, centenary auction. Very exciting. That's going to be mega, isn't it? It will be. And again, it will be an auction on the track and we'll run hopefully all 24 cars. So that will be, I think, one to not miss. Although, I shot a video with one of the Le Mans cars you did. last week. It was zero degrees in England, <laughs> so it was very cold two hours to start the car and this is one so, side of organizing events where it's going to be a big challenge but it's worth it when you think about it how how cool is it to have 24 cars that we're going to auction off on a track which many people don't have access to to be able to walk and sit on a track and watch these amazing cars on the Le Mans 
track. Weekend. Yeah. I mean, that, for that the hundred year anniversary. The hundred exactly. year anniversary. It yeah. will be incredible. So it's hard well, to. Felix it's a big job. Um, Le Mans. We started again last February, and we're still not finished. But it will be worth it, and it's it's an experience. Yeah, and of course, by the stand, by our standards, we're going to sell twenty four cars. Mm -hmm. That's quite a small sale auction. for us. Uh, auction. Yeah, I mean. We, here we are. I mean, we haven't got a hundred cars here, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, this is this is big. I mean, we don't often do more than a hundred cars, so twenty-four cars should be easy. But the logistics around behind that auction it. behind yeah. that are, are complicated, aren't they? But I think it's so um, it, it's so um, it's so interesting because we spend. Everyone has their role within the company and the specialists. I'm just going to interrupt you. There's another car. What car is that, Felix? <laughs> it's black one. That's black. Um, um, uh, everyone has a, an inc a very focused role within the company um, and the specialists, um, all we do is find the car, sell the car um, and obviously there's a few things in between helping them organise transport and various things but you kind of in a very strange way forget that all of this other stuff is going on so when you turn up at the venue and everything fits like a glove and everything works you actually it's only when you think about it and ev and all the hours that everyone has put in doing what their job is um, while it you've all been comes in the together pub. for this sorry while you've been in the pub and yeah. <laughs> um, it's extraordinary because you because it all runs so smoothly and all of the meetings and committee meetings and um, you know council if you're in a big city I assume it's similar here you know you have to the, the amount of um, so is this praise for Emily? Is this what's happening? It's, it's happening. It's, it should it's, be praise for everyone in our team. I never thought yeah. that. No, but it is, it is amazing. But you, you, you walk in and you're like, actually, this has been a huge amount of work and it all just works. It's a yeah. team's effort. I was going to ask you a load of quickfire questions. I only really asked you one. Worst auction venue. Oof. I mean, Villa it, yeah, hang on, that's, I, I yeah. don't know if you can say that. What's the most difficult venue? Wh whether that's logistics, access, whatever. Le Mans? Finding hotels. <laughs> um, at the moment, it probably is Le Mans because there are so many restrictions and There's it's no a hotels. new one. There's no hotels. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably all end up camping, but I'm up for you that. know, you're probably used to that. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. Felix, it's got to be glamping, though. Not, not I went like... glamping with you in the Oh, my God, we <laughs> yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. We did the glamping. Clearly an experience I don't want you wanted to of... eradicate. <laughs> I don't want the sort of tent that scouts you, though. I mean, like, uh, I want a yurt. Oh, this like is what that. we had at Le Mans this yurt. year. A yurt. Now, you have a plug? You have a plug. You have, so you can you have a plug? I can bring a TV. You can definitely bring a TV. And a generator to run a second TV. And are there, like, sort of sheepskin throws no plastic um, flooring plastic uh, flooring uh, incredibly sure flammable experience <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's it's really good also you're right next to the track it was amazing yes. and that's part of as well of um, um it's incredible what i'm able to do in my job is experiences like this yeah. it's going to the 24 hours of le mans to experience what is coming this year for us yeah so i'm i'm really lucky uh, but worse than you or tricky venue, for example, this year is probably this one because it's a new one. So you test a lot of things once you're on site. Uh, we have everything planned on paper, between the teams, everything's set. 
But you also have to deal with a team from the venue that have got no idea who we are, however we work. And we all know internally that we work incredibly well together and mainly with other companies. But for a venue company, it's quite tricky to, right, we're bringing 90 cars and let us do it all. So it's adapting and making sure everyone work hand in hand uh, and make it work. So let's just talk briefly about the crew. But how many crew have we got here? How many, how many people, whether On they're production mo and moving cars, AV, yeah. all of that kind so of stuff. So we've probably got Car 20 cleaning. people. Yeah. Doing production, lineup, AV. And they are like part of the family. They've all been, most of them, for more than 10, 15 years with us. Yeah. yeah. And, and that makes a huge difference. So we all know where we stand, we all get on really well. Everyone knows what they need to do on their own site. So it's a rolling thing and everyone is quite happy getting on with it. And we will help each other. Lineup will help AV, AV will help production. And it's great to see. And obviously we do it better than any other auction house. We do, we? of course we do. I mean, it is the RM Sotheby's podcast, isn't I it? Know. Yep. The rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to host an auction anywhere in the world... Oh, Jesus, not, I need to think about these things. That we have not hosted an auction in, where would it be? Cool. I think I would try and... This is a two-parter. Is, is the it? Part, yeah. Okay. It would be... It would be great to try and get an auction venue, or an auction in general, somewhere, what about Spain or Portugal? We haven't, or Portugal we did, but Spain would be a really cool one. Have you watched the Beatles yeah. film, Get Back? One of the great films of our time. How much time do, the, do they sit around talking about where they're going to do that gig? <laughs> it's extremely We'll similar. do it in the desert, yeah. we'll do it on the, at the North Pole, we'll do it on the moon. Yeah, Lapland. I mean, the world's your oyster. We could do a skiing version of an auction. Yes, that would Where be great. Where do they end up? Savile Row. On, on the roof. On a roof. On a lake. Frozen <coughs> lake auction. I would love to achieve that one day. A frozen lake be. auction. Yeah. Recipe for disaster. We'll just go straight <laughs> through. My dream, if I won the lottery, would be to buy three Savile Row. That's the, that's the place with the really? rooftop. Yeah, my dream. That's it. That's a lot of money, mate. Huge. It's Abercrombie and Fritch for a start, isn't it? Fritch, Fitch. So thank you to Felix and Emily. We hope you enjoyed this episode. It's been a little bit different. We've not been blathering on about the car market and all of those sort of things that we quite often talk about. But uh, yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. And, uh, but we always get asked a lot of times about how we put on an auction and the logistics behind it and the complexities of how it all happens and how the magic happens. So we thought it would be cool to show you. So I hope you've enjoyed it and uh, tune in next time for another episode of The Car Show.